RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. It's Thursday morning. Thursday morning is Perigo's Perspective Morning on Reality Check Radio. The man himself joins me again. Lindsay, good morning. Good morning to you. And I was waiting for you to say, Lindsay, the floor is yours. Lindsay, the floor is yours. Well, you can have it back. <laughs> That's why I was waiting okay, for you. Okay, you to are say grateful. It. Ex mainstream media journalist. Though what I what I thought we would do this morning, given the the two topics that I'd like to cover, is just do it as a chat. I don't have a prepared script, uh, as I say, because of the nature of the the two stories concerned. I think it would be more suitable to for us to back and forth, because in the first instance, at least, we're talking about people you and I both know or know of and yeah. i just loved your interview the other day posthumously broadcast with murray ingalls i i thought that was broadcasting gold if it's up on the website i hope you found a way of guilt edging it with gold <laughs> because thank you yeah it, yeah it was superb he was gold yes he was yeah. and mm. I knew him, but not well, and I learned a lot from the interview, including the fact, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe he told you he had failed his announcer's audition. That's right. He had a hard time in the early part of that. Yes. Well, I knew nothing of that, and I always assumed that he had done the audition, gone through the process that you and I went through. And that that was his background. I had no idea that he'd actually attempted to do that and been turned down. He was hired um, as a cadet. And like me, I was hired as yeah. a cadet, but very soon got sort of pushed into the announcer side of it. Um, but uh, Pearl Muzzin never got beyond the cadet and, and they let him go. Um, you know, it was quite brutal. Yeah. He told him he could never make it and, you know, don't bother coming back or, or or trying again. Of course, <laughs> look what happened. But, yes, uh, utterly mm. extraordinary. And I listened to him a little earlier in preparation for talking to you, and um, he may have been a tad rough around the edges, but to turn him down because of a dark L and unrounded vowels seemed absolutely idiotic because you could hear sense the, the sparkling personality and one would have thought it would be better to say well your speech speech needs a little polishing but we'll take you on polish the speech and unleash you but evidently they didn't do that um, yeah I, I wondered about that and i, I think maybe he, he was probably because he's a force of nature on the air and you know mm. and as a person and maybe that was just too much for little old tuesday in palmerston <laughs> Right. Well, th that was the other thing that was fascinating for me because I, I had not been aware that he'd ever worked at 2ZA. But when he rattled off those names of the announcers, Peter Adams, John Walters, Graham Thompson, Dave Marnie, these are a couple of names there that he didn't mention, Brian Scott, Bob Irvine, the rugby commentator who took Winston McCarthy's place as chief rugby commentator, but he was chief announcer at 2ZA for many years. And then the, the one that made me laugh was Des Wilson, 
Oh, Desi. Now, you know Des. <laughs> I know Des. <laughs> and when Murray said uh, we didn't get on, <laughs> I could, I knew exactly why that would be, because I know Des too, and uh, two different Two more different temperaments you couldn't begin to imagine than Dez and, and Mazza. No, they're poles apart. But um, Dez had a program on uh, Sunday morning on Tuesday, and as you guys observed, in those days the, uh, the, the NZBC commercial station was a big sort of community hub, and there was no competition, so you had to cover a lot of bases. And Dez had a program on Sunday called Operatic Stage, which was a half-hour program. Sunday, of course, then was non-commercial. It was still regarded as a holy day, and you didn't have commercials. And so, I wouldn't mind if we went back to that, though I don't listen to the radio anymore, so it doesn't really matter. (laughs) And I cut my eye teeth on that. I was a very peculiar boy, um, and... You know, we had the Beatles coming along and all the rest, but I liked my opera and classical music. So Des, with his operatic stage program, was a staple. And also, the day before that, on a Saturday at 5.15, there was a sponsored program by Lance Giorgi, G-I-O-R-G-I, Hairdresser and tobacconist. In those days, you you were allowed to say tobacconist and be one and call yourself that. And he sponsored a program at 5.15 called Tenor Time. And what that was was a different tenor each week for 15 minutes. So there'd be four or five songs or arias. And I was an avid listener to that as well. And naturally, one of the um, tenors who popped up regularly was Mario Lanza, who was very popular at the time, um, including with me. I didn't hear of him until the day he died in 1959. I was seven years old. But I became a, a rabid fan and was always hopeful when... 5.15 on Saturday came around that that Mario would be the featured tenor. Anyway, this particular week I'm thinking of, he was, and they played a song I hadn't heard before called When You're In Love. And I was actually at my grandmother's place in Himatangi when this happened, and we were both listening. And when this song came on, and you'll hear when we get to play it, it sort of explodes. It doesn't just start. It explodes. <laughs> and my grandmother and I were looking at each other bug-eyed because it 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 builds and surges as well as exploding. And it's just basically one verse which is repeated with an orchestral bridge between the the verse and the reprise. And in the first verse, Mario had to go up to a high A, not particularly high for a tenor. It's in the high register. But because of the tessitura, most of the song is around that area. So it's actually very, very difficult to pull off. 
And it was amazing. My grandmother and I, as I say, bug-eyed looking at each other, thinking this is staggering. Then the orchestra took over and moved it up half a tone, meaning that he would have to go up to a B-flat. <laughs> we thought, can he do it? <laughs> can he do it? And he did. Man, it was magnificent. So it turned out that song, When You're In Love, was written by one Carl Fisher, who was an associate of Frankie Lane. Frankie Lane actually wrote the lyrics. Okay. And I didn't find that out for quite some time. I think it was when the recording came out and was generally available. I don't know where 2ZA got that from, because I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't generally available at the time. Well, fast forward to now, 2023, and there's a, a wonderful outfit called Sepia Records to be found at sepiarecords.com, and their products are also available uh, from Amazon, regular outlets. And their mission is to keep alive the, the great recordings of the past. If I quote from their mission statement, founded in 2002 to preserve the great recordings of our musical heritage. It's headed up by a fellow called Richard Tay, obviously a wonderful, wonderful man with great taste. For a number of years, they've been putting out Mario Lanza CDs, usually basing them on pristine vinyl. But lately, they've had access to Mario acetates as well, oh, okay. to give it a more raw, authentic sound. And sometimes you have to put up with a bit of rumble and clicks and bumps. But they've eliminated most of that thanks to the technical genius of Robin Cherry. And there's an A-team compiling the, the tracks consisting of uh, Derek McGovern, who writes the liner notes for these CDs, is a uh, New Zealander, but he teaches English at Pusan University in South Korea. So there's Derek and Armando Cesari, who lives in Australia, but he's Italian, obviously, <laughs> and is Mario's uh, best biographer. Mario Lanza, An American Tragedy, is the name of his biography, and I believe they're just about to put out the third edition of that book. Now, Armando participates in the, the compilation process, as well as tenor and YouTuber Lanza aficionado Vince Di Placido. So these guys have been compiling these CDs over a number of years. There's a new one out now called The Quintessential Tenor, Mario Lanza. And what do you think is on it? When You're in Love. There you the, go. First time in glorious sound. And I thought that could be our music uh, for today. So listen for the explosiveness and the, the absolute rapture 
of the singing. And also, isn't it nice to enjoy some good old-fashioned heterosexuality? I mean, listen to the, the abandon with which Mario hurls himself into the words, the magic of girl and boy, yours at last. And he, he always said, I sing each word as though it were my last on earth. And that is very apparent in this song. So I thought what we could do perhaps is listen to Frankie, his mate. Yep. Uh, oh, and the, the one thing I forgot to mention is that when Mario recorded it in 1952, Frankie sat in on the recording, having not long since uh, recorded the thing himself. And when Mario finished, Frankie was in tears and went up, embraced him and said, I've never heard anything like it in my life. So in just a moment, Frankie Lane singing the song he wrote the lyrics for anyway, When You're In Love. And then we'll go into the Mario Lanza version as directed by Lindsay Perigo this morning. But just quickly before that, Lindsay, we talked about Mother Ingalls. Barry Jenkin has also passed away this week, I think, um, on uh, Tuesday afternoon. And he was a 2ZA as well and went on to become, well, a legend in pop radio, I suppose you'd call it, but more like punk radio. He, he became a, a punk music enthusiast. And I was just thinking when you are talking before about uh, your memories of listening to 2ZA, uh, in the interview clip we played of Barry Jenkin, he mentioned that he started his career on the concert program. And I had not known that. I remember him from 2ZA. And I, <laughs> I think I remember the, the punk period of his career, but I had no idea he'd started out as a... Well, his, his father, I believe, was a real classical aficionado. They're going, Lindsay. The oh, I know, I know. Anyway. Well, let's, let's not go there. Let's not go any further there. Well, I think our listeners are ready for something special here, Lindsay. Well, I think let the boys take over. So if we go, first of all, probably just the one verse from Frankie uh, and then bring Mario in. Let Mario explode. Unleash Mario. When you're in When you're in love, life will be but a song. Heaven above, yours will be ever long. Your soul will be a flame. With madness you can't tame You tremble when you find Love is not blind When you're in love Life will be but a song Your soul will be a flame 
with madness you can tame. You tremble when you find love is not blind. When you're in love, you'll know joy unsurpassed. The magic of girl and boy, yours at last. And then each day will be like spring. Your heart will start to sing. Your soul will be a flame with madness you can tame. You tremble when you find love is not blind. When you're in love, you'll know joy unsurpassed. CR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.